Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. We're here spinning spokes, telling jokes. It's Auntie Coffee. I'm sorry, was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'll make you coffee. Anybody want coffee? Was that your auntie? I'll make myself a cup of coffee. Anybody want? Enjoy for cycling fans globally. What an effort that was. I'm having a cup of coffee. I absolutely love that. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. Nice views, Tony. Oh, cheers, Todd. Brand new. Spinning them. What a difference from last week. Oh, finally, I'll actually stretching the legs a little bit more. This is the longest we've ridden together since, what, September? Yeah. End of September. And it's just like old times. Tony doing a lot of the hard work. Me just kind of sitting back and letting things happen. Lovely stuff. <laughs> and yeah, we're out for a, a training ride. It's, uh, what day is it? Thursday afternoon. Temperature, ambient. Yeah. Weather conditions, mildly wet. Uh, and we're clipping along. And it feels lovely to be on the bike. It does feel good, doesn't it? It's been far too long. Uh, yeah, so this week we're ramping up the training efforts. Trying to get ourselves to Warsaw in one piece via the NC500 and other cycling escapades, but we need help along the way. So this week, after Becky's alarming news about our training program last week, we decided to go straight to the topic of performance enhancing activities with our next guest, Lance Armstrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> You may know him as a uh, doubles, Scottish doubles, Commonwealth badminton athlete, Patrick McHugh, but we know him as Paddy Powerpress, one of the founders of Powerpress Coffee, whose coffee is designed and aimed at improving athletes' performance. So, what do you think, Tony? Are we already kind of on shaky territory with cheating or do we just take what we can get at this point? I think, Todd, that we've got to take every little gain that we can get. Marginal, maximal, <laughs> everything. Um, but nothing beats actually being out on the bike. So I think this is where we're going to get all our gains. But psychological gains, I feel like I'm getting every time we meet one of our guests feel like I've got a little bit something extra in oh, the headbank. Definitely. Even if it's just one or two things, that should add up to many things. And yeah, we had fun. We had a lot of fun talking to Paddy. Uh, his little dog, Gus, <laughs> was uh, running around and biting my hand for most of the interview. So if you hear a little tip taps, that's not Paddy's tiny little feet. That is actually his dog. Tony's absolutely about to tank me in a wee sprint here, so why don't we just let you get on with the episode and hear what Paddy has to say. Here's Paddy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> to the line. <laughs> 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 
Um, mate, I'm actually surprised you're not wearing a fantastically clean, delicious pair of trainers. I know, they're getting, they're getting mucky and mucky now that the, the dog's yeah. here. As an athlete. I've gone to black shoes now as well. Have you? Black, black, black sannies over. Yeah. Usually you're in some crisp white. Some crisp white ones, I know. What Puma's new balances? <laughs> always Adidas. Yeah, because you're you an got, athletic man. Yeah, you've got to be. You're always, you're always draped head to toe in athletics gear. Yeah, no, it's it's very rare you'll find me actually in a, a pair of jeans. What do you do with black shoes, black socks? Yeah, always. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh so no, I go. Uh, this is this does actually touch already on something we are fascinated by, which is couture, athletic couture, hmm. and certain like bits of etiquette. Uh, etiquette, yeah, about um, things like that. So black socks, bl- black shoes, always black socks. Well, yeah. So I got sent some new black shoes from Yonix. And then last week, didn't have any black socks washed. Turned up in white socks, black shoes, blue shorts. And you know, like, when you're in primary school and you're like, <laughs> like, girls had those white socks with the frilly bits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of felt like that. I felt like yeah. a bit of a dick, to be honest. Uh, as soon as you said <laughs> that, I was actually sick a wee bit. <laughs> I was sick when I looked down at myself yeah. when I was coaching. But usually, you, you're very, obviously, you're very handsome. You're beautiful. You've got a lovely beard at the moment. Yeah, copied you. you. <laughs> come on, you can't style Do no reverse. <laughs> reverse the compliment back yeah. on me. Um but yeah, you're in cracking nick, and I guess like for the fans, for the people who are listening, fans. um that's because you are a professional sportsman. Was. Ex professional <laughs> sportsman. Ex, yeah. Do you want to give us a little potted history of your uh, your exploits? Back in my heyday. Yeah, so I started playing Bamton when I was ten years old purely to beat my brother because um, he was playing before me and then to be honest it all spiraled from there I got a coach I think aged 11 or 12 in the high school club was training five times a week from basically 12 through to 18 made the big move to Glasgow went full-time playing badminton in the national team and then from 18 through to was it 26 27 we were there for your retirement yeah. <laughs> I retired, yeah, so I'd done two Commonwealth Games, Glasgow 2014, Gold Coast 2018, stayed out for a little bit of a holiday afterwards and then Nuts. came back straight into the coffee game. Yeah, you're, you're one of the, the breed of sportsmen who already has a side hustle lined up for when they retire. And I guess like the relevance of this chat for us is, of course, that it's, well, first of all, your company is a coffee company, but thankfully the coffee you sell is also... Uh, sort of designed for performance and enhancing athletes, which yes. we are in dire need of. In a, natu- in a natural way as well, rather than all the all your supplements are full of horrible things, let's just say. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going the clean, simple route with Power Press Coffee. So we met, I guess, just at the... I mean, I know you primarily as a, a supreme badminton athlete, <laughs> yeah. and it was just as the seeds of Power Press were starting to blossom that we met. I think, you. when did you guys open? 2017, yeah. End of 2017? End of 2017. Yeah, so I think I actually came to you guys on the first day you opened with the famous Kirsty Gilmore. Came for a coffee. I think it was actually Courtney that was in Big Coco. I think we'd had the idea, because we had the idea from November of 2017. So I think we're kind of in the early stages of exploring coffee, caffeine, performance... And just got talking to you fine guys and 
it all kind of went from all went from there. Yeah, it's a fairy tale story. It's yeah, it's, it's good for us. Like, it's funny that when you make these little connections, and to begin with, like I think for us we were like, oh yeah, this guy <laughs> wants to order like two kilos a week, and it's some sort of like coffee aimed at athletes. And now like yeah. to see the, the the way the company's like leaped forward and like in terms of your the way your packaging set out your volumes, your reach is a lot bigger. <laughs> Congrats, mate. That's what <laughs> can I tell you. Thank you very much. I know it's, again, I suppose, I always compare it to like, it sounds very cliche, but my journey as an athlete, you're always like, I suppose, ticking off a box of like, this is my next goal, this is my next goal. And I suppose, even with working with you guys over three years, four years, it's been like, yeah, we started on like two kilos. It was like, fucking hell, this is, we're not, <laughs> we're not we're not doing much here and then to now where it's kind of like you've made the step but then in my eyes it's still not good enough so you're always kind of looking to to push it and yeah. push it as far as you can well you're touching on a theme from last week's episode with becky story isn't he isn't he totally <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> it's, it's like i listened to it <laughs> uh, touching on a theme from last week about uh not having a ceiling or yeah. just always realizing that your ceiling can always be a bit higher <laughs> uh, in terms of your goals. So yeah. does that come from, you're obviously a competitive person, so do you yeah. think that comes from just being competitive by um, your nature? A little bit, but I think it also comes from like tr- almost tra- being trained into me from just playing because I was I was rubbish at badminton when I started. I was like bottom of the pile, losing everything. Now, this was like 11, 12 years old. And then, like I said, I, you, you just like pick off people almost through the age group. So it's similar to this. It's like it's the competitive angles almost trained into you and you just keep i'm quite a hard worker anyway so it just kind of you keep plodding away and you you get results if you work hard you're the co-founder of powerpress with your brother yeah so does does the comp- the competitive edge stem all the way back to you know being whatever 3 and 3 and 5 and having to <laughs> fight for your place at the table or um i mean wasn't really fighting at the table it's probably fighting for food it was always a it was a race to get your food down so you can get extras, and Finlay was obviously older than me, so we're fighting for food. Older, not stronger, better moustache. Less, lo- <laughs> the, the <laughs> slightly <laughs> less charismatic, <laughs> but <laughs> yes. No, I mean actually, as brothers, like I was on a call with my old uni about sibling businesses, and me and Finlay have actually got on like really well through the years. Like we've maybe. <laughs> the one I remember is when he threw me against a wall. Apart from that, the rest of our childhood was bliss. Was that? Well, that I, I thought that was in a business meeting. Yeah. No, that was like pre-business decision making. <laughs> yeah, that's when we disagree. No, this was when I was about twelve. Have you have you ever had like a big falling out about the business? Anything like that? Um, no, we've not had a big falling out. We have disagreements. That's a very polite way of putting it. Right. And who makes the better coffee out of the two of you? Probably me. Yeah, I was going to say. I've got the better equipment as well. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> invested. I've invested heavily, yeah. Starting the day, what's your daily routine for coffee? What are, you, what are you doing? When you wake up in the morning? Wake up in the morning. I usually give it about half an hour to an hour before I make a coffee. Unless I'm going out for coaching, then I'll just make one, take it with me. Quick AeroPress or what are you doing? Yeah, usually an AeroPress. Yeah. About AeroPress about three four times a day <laughs> really yeah nice mm. heavy user yeah yeah so it's usually like i say half eight coffee midday coffee 
and then usually a late afternoon, four or five o'clock, nice. just keeps me going. What, what's your bedtime, Paddy? Uh, about 10 o'clock. Right, 10 <laughs> o'clock. Still, that's a lot of caffeine before then, isn't it? Yeah, actually. That, makes, that actually gives me heart palpitations just thinking about that. <laughs> how, many, how many do you have a day? I've reduced right down to one full caffeine and then either a single shot Milky Boy or just a decaf. Really? What about you? I'm, at the moment, I'm 10, ga- 10 days clean. Of caffeine? Yeah. No, Tony. Yeah. Really? Your head 10 not days. banging. It was the first couple yeah. of days, it was absolutely awful, but I'm through now. I did actually have a little sip of a coffee today, and I'm absolutely wired, let me tell you. No, yeah. I noticed yesterday, yeah, when, when we were in work and all I was going around with the coffees, you went straight onto the decaf. Straight I thought, decaf, yeah. that is peculiar. For a Monday, <laughs> for a Monday morning. Yeah. Do you know what? I'd already had a decaf as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, usually, if I've not had one, oh, my head gets so sore. Yeah. Plus, I get quite grumpy. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't pleasant the first couple of days. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm having a little decaf exploration at the moment. Mm. I think that's where it's going. But it's all right. It's pretty good. The decaf stuff's getting better, so yeah. I'm making the most of it. Are you an evening decafer? No, not really. No. no. I, when I first started actually getting into coffee, I was having decaf at night just because I was liking the taste. Yeah. Then I stopped and just started having espresso martinis. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Uh, what have you got? A favorite coffee? Of all time that you've had? That's Can a tough question. Back? My favourite out of our countries is the Colombian, so the sharpest. Oh, yeah. I find that that's the one we used to use for the cold brew as well. It's got quite a nice, like, sweet, nice. sweet note to it. Yeah, that's probably my favourite one. My favourite coffee of all time. Or a favourite place you've drank coffee. Have you got a moment that, like, you can think back to and you're like, that was... A lovely environment experience. and place. experience. Yes. Um, there was we were out in Thailand for a training camp. We went, me and again, Kirsty Gilmer went out exploring of coffee shops. And we found I can't remember what it's called, but that was really nice. What? And then I bought a coffee. Great! If anyone listening wants to go and try that, <laughs> Thailand. Yeah, just yeah, go Thailand. Somewhere in Thailand. There. <laughs> but that was good. I'd recommend it. What was the coffee that you drank? Oh, it was um, pour over. A pour over. Yes. Yeah. Nice. What was it that made you want to then move? more into coffee like obviously you must have known that like your glistening career was coming to an end <laughs> yeah but i think i'd known it for a few years what why did you why did you choose coffee you could have chosen bloody anything paddy yeah i could have done i think as you'll know from your your shop the the bampton boys and girls hit it hard you've got quite a lot of spare time as an athlete so <laughs> you basically train in the morning train in the afternoon so that middle period where you've got your four hour lunch break or three hour lunch break was yeah coffee it's almost like one, obviously, we use it as like a bit of like pre-training caffeine hit, but it's a bit of like healthy social event for us athletes yeah. almost. Does that help with coordination or like where is that giving you the gains? I Focus. If you've not got your coordination by, yeah. <laughs> you're pretty fucked. <laughs> no caffeine. Decaf <laughs> and you're just missing all the... Yeah. No, it helps just a bit like I used to have it before my sessions, just like alertness. Ah, yeah. And obviously some of our sessions were three hours. So it helps just kind of get you through it almost. Yeah. Especially the ones you don't enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, favourite coffee of all time? I can't say. There was one a few months ago we had, but I can't remember what it was. Sounds like you're selling this stuff, Paddy, but you don't really believe it. <laughs> no, I love it. Obviously, I'm just going to cut that out. That's just pants <laughs> for us. Alertness. That's the... That's the yeah, main, mainly it was like alertness and kind of just... When you're tra- yeah, because when you're training like 25 hours a week, it just keeps you kind of a bit sw- more switched on. Is that a mixture of gym and on the court, or is that all court time? Yeah, so like every morning for three hours you'd be on court. Your afternoons would be a mix of gym, a bit of court, a bit of kind of cardio type stuff. A bit of bike riding? 
Not out on the bike, no. I have tried it though. Yeah. A couple of times. First one was like a tester with one of the old Bampton players. Second time was 100 kilometers. Second time <laughs> oh, in nice. the ton. Nice. Yeah, so that and was... On, on a stationary bike, like on a watt bike or out? Out, out. So out we went in like, the wild? We went, where did we go? We went up to Greenock. Greenock? And then across to an island somewhere. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We did a big loop and it was good. I really Amazing. enjoyed it. Nice. Um, and then you've never ridden again. And then I've not come back to it. <laughs> enjoyed I it so much. <laughs> hung the bike up straight away. I didn't have a bike. It was, I was borrowing his. Oh, nice. And then he tried to sell me it in lockdown. I obviously didn't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't buy it. So He I'm, was in the same boat. He was like, I don't have any money. Yeah. money. <laughs> sell this mug my, my bike. Um, but I actually would like to go back to it. But well, I just don't have the equipment. Yeah. Um, it was. I really enjoyed it. It was good. Smashed two dominoes when I got in. So yeah, that's the 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 benefit of being out on a long ride, isn't it? Yeah. Eat anything afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So it was that. It's like guilt-free yeah. eating. Again, another theme of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. like, why, the why do you do these things? It's like <laughs> to have complete guilt-free lobster and chardonnay at the end of the night. <laughs> that's kind of what we're all about. But coming back to lockdown for you, Paddy, yeah. and other athletes or other badminton players, it must have been pretty hard to get through that without a lot of what was was all your training cancelled what what was the deal with well that? by by that time i was retired so it's sort of by that i was coaching so all the coaching was cancelled yeah for the people who were still training i think they had like home programs so they were i don't know out in the running tracks probably doing anything they could to stay active yeah and it, to be honest it was the same for me so i do like coach on the side as well and we set up like online programs for the kids because they were just literally sitting doing nothing yeah. so we just we were out in the park filming stuff, putting it together. It's not going to win any Oscar, but it, it kept us occupied as well. Nice. And as part of that, you set up something called the Athlete Fund, did you? Is that right? Was that off the back of lockdown? Um, that was kind of in line. So in April 2021, we launched new packaging. So we went through like a full revamp during the lockdown from a what I'd like to call probably like a horrible brown sack <laughs> <laughs> to a, a fancy tube. Which looks fantastic. Your Thank packaging you is on point, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we worked hard doing that. And then in line with that, from kind of my experience of playing and Finlay's experience of working with athletes, there's not a huge amount of money in professional sport. So we wanted to try and do a bit to, even if it's going to be small to begin with, try and give back to up-and-coming athletes from any sport. Really, so it could be cy any cyclists listening who are keen to get involved in a cycling plus coffee endeavour, then yeah. the Power Press Athletes Fund. Cycling, Bampton, CrossFit, whatever, it's just kind of, it's more about kind of people's, again, cliche journey into sport and how we can help them if it's a bit of equipment or a flight to a competition. Have you got any willingness to sponsor uh, two young guys who are just about to uh, embark on the biggest ever coffee ride? Because <laughs> uh, you'll need to tell me more about that. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, we could really benefit from the athletes fund. We are trying to be athletes um, without the training. Without <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're just doing the like the the back end stuff at the moment. The training's <laughs> pending. Yeah. So are you actually cycling to Poland? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so the plan. We've got two training run, or one training run, which is in April. We're mm. going to do the NC500 in three days, and then we're going to try and cycle to Warsaw in five or six days. Did you cycle here today? No, we both drove. drove yeah. <laughs> Rest days are important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all about the recovery. Amen. As a society, are we supposed to forgive and forget and let people get back to their job? Absolutely. 
What is it about these dopers that you, you seem to admire so much? What is your name again? My name is Paul Kimmage. I work for the Sunday Times. I wanted to make sure that was you because I don't know what you look like. You are not worth the chair that you're sitting on with a statement like that. Now, to answer your question, in fairness to you, although I'm not sure you deserve it, I'll answer the question. EPO and cocaine. Also, some insulin and anabolic steroids, oxavalone and nandrolone, trace amounts of norethandrolone and forazabol. They even found some heroin in his system, and there was a hormone from monkey testicles that he had cooked down into a broth that he drank. You are not worth the chair that you're sitting on with a statement like that. EPO and cocaine. Oh, we have to try every drug on our band list so we know what we're dealing with. Um, I was going to ask you about, so obviously you've been, you've always competed as part of a doubles team yeah and now you're in business as part of a, a double act yeah and i was wondering if you have any tips for me and tony <laughs> as a double act how can how can or how would you advise us to like best work together any tips tricks hints you mean on the cycle or just in general on the cycle Even or in, in the on coffee shop on the overnight so oh. like we're we've got bed and breakfast booked as well so yeah. like Let's say off the bike on the overnight. Where where can we connect over a candlelit dinner? <laughs> I mean, on the bike, I imagine you'll be speaking to each other, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. N- so maybe, like, but it might, we're going to be riding for about ten hours a day. Right, that's easy. Easy as athlete, athletes like yourselves, and the training you've put in. Is that the sort of thing you would do though with your doubles partner? Like you would go for a sort of relationship style, eat together, drink together. Yeah, yeah. Play together. Well, basically, sleep together. Say we were at a tournament. Me and Martin would, you'd be, your hotel room or your Airbnb. Um, you're on court together. Go out for dinner together, and then the evenings, you'd almost just like that's your time just to do your own thing in your room. And, and would that's you? That's your separation time so, where you oh, just yeah. like you don't speak to them. Were you both pretty <laughs> similar in terms of like, if one of you would go and knock the door of the other one and be like, "Hey, mate, what do you want to go and get a drink?" you want to go and watch the mixed doubles <laughs> i mean usually it'd be you're in shared hotel rooms because your bampton budget's not stretching for individual rooms sharing a room <laughs> yeah i know you guys are flying highs cyclists so yeah we're sharing how, rooms how and we sharing just a room after four aeropress <laughs> i would literally not sleep a, <laughs> at all. that's pro pro tour they share rooms still we're, we're going to be a level above Pro Tour then. <laughs> I've booked us. We're separate rooms all the way around the NC500. Fantastic. We've been knocking on each other's door <laughs> through the night. We're, yeah. we're putting a request out to anyone who lives between Glasgow and Warsaw who wants to put us up. Two bedrooms. Probably. <laughs> 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 ah, so you'll be separate anyway. So we yeah. used to just be on our individual beds just probably watching Netflix or doing something, just not speaking to each other because you've spoken to each other on flights and everything. And how That's my top tip. So how do you know if, say, you feel like not speaking, but he is chatting to you? What? How do you? Uh, how do you dance around that? Put some, just put some headphones in. It's like really, the, like so the age-old trick of when your parents speak to you, just have headphones in. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, mom. Sorry, noise cancelling. <laughs> so is it? Is it's kind of a. I case mean, it's of not as blunt as that, but. Usually it's like by the time you've played and travelled, you're pretty, because you're pretty tired. So it's be the same for you guys once you cycled. Yeah, you probably won't have much. You're on the same wavelength as them anyway. Yeah, I guess so. you've already said everything you want to say. If we're, if we're cycling for ten hours, if we've still got something to say to each other after ten hours on the bike, Todd, we're doing pretty well. I, I love <laughs> the idea of like just before we go to bed, you're like, 
Tony. <laughs> just wondered, like, what do you think of me? Just sending voice notes back just, to each other. Like, what's your top ten favourite things about me? How much do you regret cycling to Poland? <laughs> we're we're really um, we're trying to mine the thread of empathy, cycling with empathy, and just having empathy. So, like, do you find that in? I guess now with Finlay, mm. you're not. There's no physical activities happening, but all your stuff. And because he's in Australia, it's all remote. So again, how do you keep that? How do you keep everything kushti? A lot of WhatsApp messages, weekly catch-ups with him. So it's usually his night and my morning. Just a lot of talking back and forth. It's actually, it actually works quite well because you well you kind of get a twenty-four hour working day to a certain degree. Obviously, we've both got jobs outside the coffee, but you get him working through the night or through our night on whatever he needs to do. And then obviously I'm working through the day doing whatever I need to do. So basically Power Press never sleeps. Never sleeps, yeah. It's the the only 24-hour company. Yeah, it's like a McDonald's 24 hours, but better. Much, (laughs) slightly higher quality coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting that because when up-and-coming athletes are... Yeah, uh, hustling and trying to like break through. They will tend to be like maybe training at odd times. And so you can't imagine a scenario of like this 24 hour coffee and having a company on hand who can like <laughs> provide the every gigs. whim. You finish training at two in the morning and you think, I need something at the end of this that's going to like perk me up straight on the internet. Power press coffee, the longest. Exactly. Or the sharpest. Those are the names of your coffees. <laughs> <laughs> well remembered <laughs> I love your company Paddy <laughs> I've always been a fan ever since the the, the, two, the, the two kilo order went up <laughs> it used to be called remember when it was called <laughs> strong uh, what was it called strong coffee strong oh yeah that's what we started as tried to trademark it someone challenged it and we got we, we got frightened and ran away did yeah. they say we're gonna we've got this name or something similar I don't think they were even operating properly and then we changed it and I actually prefer Power press. Yeah, power press has got a. I like yeah. uh, your coffee. Your order every week is my favourite one to write on the label. It's <laughs> just really nice to write the word power press. I thought you were going to say it's your favourite one to roast. Oh, that that is my <laughs> favourite yeah. one to, to spit in at the end. Of the <laughs> we're both Strathy alumni. Yeah, both went to Strathclyde Uni, and th- they have been testing your coffee. They have for yeah. caffeine. So they test our coffees for their caffeine content across all the brew methods. How do you do that? It's a chemistry clinic. It's above my it's above my pea brain, but they, they test it. They put it through some fancy machine and it brings out a table of results. Um, so basically, you have obviously, brew me- like as you'll know, brew methods can vary from how people pour water over it to how much they're actually putting in, but it gives you a guide of roughly how much caffeine you're going to be intaking before you train, before you go to work, and people can kind of almost track it like they track, I suppose, calories or whatever people do. And what what's the difference between, like, your, let's say, the, the one that has the most caffeine mm. and your mellowest one? Like, is it in milligrams? What's yeah. it in grams? So it's in milligrams. Nanotics? <laughs> what? Milligrams. So it's, like, the longest through a French press was 275 milligrams per serving. Is that like a per cup, like a 200? Yeah, so that's a 300 mil, 300 mil cup. cafeteria, yeah. 
and then your sharpest was two, three, five, or two, three, four. And so what's like? What's the what's the WADA? Oh, so it's not banned anymore. They just track it. I think caffeine's not banned. No, they stopped it in two thousand four because right. it used to be on the ban list, and then obviously <laughs> athletes found a lot worse things to be taken. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just monitored, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just monitored. Yeah. But if they're monitoring it, surely that means they are going to be like, mm, it looks like you're a wee bit too high. Yeah. yeah. But I or suppose the NHS are a guideline of 400 milligrams a day. Oh, is it? Right. Is yeah. A, a guideline of, oh, like max out. Yeah, that's right. like okay. what you should be maxing out. So I think I'm slightly over that each day. Okay. <laughs> but I guess does, that's it, does it really affect you? Like, do you notice in times of stress that you really can't unwind? That's what that's the problem I had was like, I was generally fine if things were chill and mm. I was just like coming into work, walking the dog, working from home, repeat. Yeah. That was pretty good. But then just when things cranked up like one notch of pressure, yeah. I was finding that I couldn't unwind at the end of the day, like starting to feel almost like symptoms of anxiety and like stress. So like mm. how does it affect you? To be honest, like it doesn't really affect me anymore. <laughs> so like if I have a coffee at five o'clock, I'll be asleep by ten probably. But like when I was playing and like using it actually more for like training purposes, now I do it for enjoyment. Like I would just, I would be two coffees a day. So before my morning session, before my afternoon session, now it's a bit of a free for all. And I used to feel the effects quite a lot when I was training. If I'm tired now, I'll use it a little bit, but for training. But apart from that, I, I sleep, sleep like a log. That's because you've also got a clean conscience paddy <laughs> do you miss the kind of social aspect of like training and then going for coffee together or you know in the same way that we would go for a coffee ride and you could say that part of that is not really about riding the bike it is about riding the bike but the concept of a coffee ride is so much more social than that mm. I think, yeah, there's the element of, like, that was one of the best bits, is, like, if you're going away or even training, you're spending it with, like, most of your best mates because you spend so much time with them. So, yeah, you miss that kind of social element, but I don't miss the training anymore. Not at all? Not, no, because my body was... <laughs> was, it, was it, like, do you feel like you were wrecked? Like Yeah, so, like, the, la the six months up to the last Gold Coast Games in 2018... I think I had a steroid injection in my shoulder. Uh oh! Um, it was constantly taped up. My knees were struggling. Steroid injection? Yeah. Do you have? What did you get? Like a thera therapeutic use <laughs> certificate? <laughs> That's like that, an inhaler. Huh? No steroid injections. There, they're allowed. They're allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Fo footballers and rugby players have them all the time, don't they? You're kidding me. Yeah, so I had one of those in my shoulder. So yeah, my body wasn't in great shape. But like I still train these days. I go to the gym, play tennis, coach still, so I'm still on court. You're still, you're still ticking over. Yeah, still staying active. And what what age kids are you teaching? Are you teaching adults as well? Yeah, it's a mix. So the youngest I coach is like 13, up to maybe like mid 50s, early 50s. Yeah. Any like super talented prospects coming through, or are they all shy? <laughs> <laughs> they're all shy um, there's a kid I coach who comes through from North Berwick he's like top of his age group under 17 nice he's good also called called Finlay yeah he's pretty switched on under 17 
Yeah. Well, he, no, he's under 18 now. So he's under 18. Yeah. So probably next Commonwealth Games. Could he be? The 2026. Potentially, yeah. What's his full name? Finley Jack. Finley Jack. Keep your eye. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah, so he'll well, he's still be young. But yeah, he's he's good. And apart from smashes and volleys and <laughs> serves. I mean, everything's a volley in badminton, isn't it? it doesn't yeah. matter. Nothing's e- nothing's <laughs> the whole ever, concept of the no, sport is vol- called a volley. <laughs> no, no volleys. No half volleys. Apart from those, what, what are you teaching... What are you teaching uh, Finley and the others about life and behavior? Because every time you come into the cartel, I've got to say you're the most well-mannered and one of the nicest people that comes through the door. Thank you, right? So I'm, I'm hoping you're passing on some good manners. To, to the players to I coach? The players, or yeah. to Finley, my brother? <laughs> Hopefully to Finley, your brother as well, if he hasn't Both, picked them yeah. up by now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all about... I suppose staying not humble, but but just being like good mannered. Because if you see people on court or whatever cheating, then your respect levels go down. So it's just like I said at the start of this: if we don't cut it out, as if you work, <laughs> if you work hard, then you'll get the rewards. So it's kind of if you do that, you can just rely on your ability and knowing that you've done it, and you don't really need to be a dick. So you're sort of saying hard work wins it. Yeah, you know always. who else said that? Lance Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Some <Yeah>. parallels. <laughs> He's, uh, Steroids. Have, have you ever <laughs> seen? Have you ever seen anyone cheating? Like, have you ever played anyone and you thought you're not on the level? In terms of drugs, or just in terms of anything, the way they conduct themselves. Yeah, you get a lot of different characters and at tournaments, but obviously a lot of like as you go up the levels, it's umpired and refereed and line judged and stuff when you're juniors and playing in scotland you can get more it's a bit looser a bit looser and can you call it out are you have you ever done that gone up and said excuse me sir i believe that was in yeah you challenge you challenge people used to challenge people um i can't remember what you were asking here <laughs> what I was asking you, Paddy, uh, was... Uh, is there a lot of cheats in sport? Have you ever seen... <laughs> what is asking, Can you imagine a How world can where, we cheat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I'm really getting at is... How can we cycle to yeah, Poland but not cycle to Poland? How can we make Poland? this as easy as possible? Get a bus. <laughs> Drive. Put the bikes on top of your roof. Um, yes. how, how far is that? About 2,000 kilometres. 2,000 kilometres. Yeah. That's a lot. That's quite a lot. And what are you hitting every day, roughly? About 250. Kilometres. How long will that take? Between five and seven days, depending how we get on. That's the rough plan. I think it's... For the, for the full thing? For the full thing, yeah. So it's a fair old, fair old whack. What's the most you've uh, cycled? I've done back-to-back three, 320, 370 days. Really? But... Have you got, what's your recovery going to be like? Well, you what, tell us. A couple of beers. A pizza and beers. <laughs> I, I, would, I would actually love to have a beer every night. Yeah. But I'm sure, uh, I'm sure professional advice would be like, absolutely don't do that. But <laughs> would, you a, would you have a beer mid-tournament? Uh, not mid-tournament, no. Mid-game? Probably. My, <laughs> if, you're, if you're really doing Some, well. Sometimes it's tempting. <laughs> In my latter, latter days of training, then you'd have the odd evening of wine. I always imagine oh, yeah. you as a wee bit of a kind of like badminton's bad boy. Me? Yeah. 
I mean, like Karate Kid 3, the bad boy of karate. I mean, I did have a bit of a... Uh, when we were qualifying for Glasgow in 2014, I, we played so many tournaments. I was a bit loose in my temper that year. And we won a tournament and then I proceeded to get a fine through f- <laughs> for the amount I won the tournament for. So that was yeah. upsetting. What From what sassing the umpire? Broke a, broke a racket. Like, if you squash a shuttle, apparently you get a yellow card for it. Really? I did that multiple times over the <laughs> season. <laughs> like the Hulk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that because you just wanted it so bad? Or yeah, what? there was that and I was just annoyed as well. And once I'd let it out, I was fine. But obviously, yeah. as you build up yellow cards across a season, it starts to cost you. And were you is it like <laughs> frustration that comes from... I was going to say, how do you control your frustration? But I guess you didn't... Contr- how do you control it? Crush a shuttlecock. <laughs> At that point, I didn't. Then I got a fine and then I controlled it because I didn't want a fine again. Yeah. Um, Hurts the but world. yeah, it's the, I imagine at that point it was the stress and wanting it. So You wanted I, it, you got it. Yeah, I got it. And at that point, I, the fine was minimal. Or minimal. What were we talking? Well, it was $500. Bills. Oh, okay. So about £300. It was enough. A lot, a lot of cash. As a badly paid badminton player. That works out about 30 quid a game, isn't it? I guess as well, like, it's got to come out at some point, hasn't it? And you can bottle it in as long as possible. And That's even though we talk about having empathy, you also need to have some space for aggression as well, I guess. Do you? Yeah. Probably need to yeah. let it out, but just controlled and in a less hurting way to anyone else. Like, maybe we should take some shuttlecocks with us, Don. Just squash them. Just squash them. Squash them on the bike and (laughs) throw them away. You could probably fit like (laughs) a a stack of twenty of them in a bottle holder. Yeah. In a bottle cage. And every just (laughs) every bit of frustration just. Do Do you get frustrated on a bike? So, what the frustration's going to be apart from with each other? Mm, I just get really sad. (laughs) Just that you're on a bike. Not so much. I don't ever find myself like, (laughs) you know, that way in a more like. Like on five or six football, yeah, tennis, you can get annoyed at like one thing not happening right. You know, like you take a shot and you miss. Yeah. You can be annoyed at yourself because you know you can do better. Whereas on a bike or my experience on a bike is that I'll get just generally sad about my performance if I think my performance isn't what I'm used to. Right, okay. So you've just got high expectations? Mm. They're not even high expectations, I think, but they're just like, if, I've, if I know that I can ride for two hours at 28 kilometers mm. an hour, and then I go out, go out and do a route that I'm familiar with, and I'm not doing that, and I feel tired, then I start to, in my head, just be like, ah, you're probably dying. <laughs> yeah, you've probably got like some horrible disease, probably, probably going to die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where my head goes. Pretty, pretty bleak stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose cycling is a very physical sport because then it's just like a mental game, especially if you're cycling. Yeah, ten hours a day. It's very it's physical for the lower half, but you've got a lot of space, a lot of headspace when you're doing it. Yeah, unless you're riding in the big bunch, then it's a little bit different. You're on a little bit more focus. But yeah, if if you're by yourself, there's a lot of headspace there. Yeah, because actually, I quite liked when I did my one cycle, two cycles, was the hills going up the hills. I like that stuff. You nice. like the pain. You yeah. could be a good climber, actually, Paddy. I reckon you could. Um, down the hills, I don't think I've got enough weight behind me to really push me down. What are you tipping the scales at these days? I've actually not checked recently, but... I think you looked sub-80 sub kilograms. No, I was sub-80 when I played, and then I put on weight. I'm probably about 80 to 85. Which is probably a healthy 
weight now, isn't it? Yeah. Like previously unhealthy weight. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because at some point, hydration, your beers will come in useful. Because it was sometimes I trained during the week, started at 75 and was down at 71 by the Friday. No way. Yeah. That is like pro for the, for the height of you. You're like 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, yeah. yeah. That's, That's like very lean. Pro lean, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was very skinny, as my brother reminded me often. Much yeah. happier to see you at this weight, Paddy. Yeah. Thanks so much. But hydration so hydration is a big one as well, yeah. actually. Uh, off topic, but you know what I learned about a decaf? Uh, all the all the caffeine that's taken out of decaf is just sold to energy drink companies. I didn't realize that. No way. Yeah. Really? That's all. Like Monster? Yeah. We'll just buy. Just buy all. Cause, so there's two companies. There's one in Germany and one in Canada who decaffeinate everything so they'll buy all the green and then anything swiss water swiss water decaf is a, a company and they'll just decaf it all and sell it onto the energy drink so they make money from their waste product and their actual product that's great for them and then yeah it just goes straight into what's that one called dragon soup yeah yeah, yeah. you can always rely on the germans to do something efficient <laughs> yeah there's a um, big big red flag over anyone you see before maybe like who's walking down there. Any, anyone on the commuter roll in in the morning who's drinking uh, a monster energy drink. <laughs> yeah. oh, you can you smell think. it before you can see it. You yeah. sort of think, you? I bet your breath stinks. <laughs> and I bet you're going to take a wicked dump in the toilet at work. <laughs> <laughs> Fluorescent green. Paddy, have you ever been to... Have you ever played badminton in Warsaw? Yes. Yeah. I think... I've been to a place called Lubin. I think that's in Poland. Yeah. I think we fly, fly to Warsaw... I'm sure we've played there, yeah. Nice. We've definitely been to Poland quite a few times. I, qu- I like it. Yeah. Um, the food is incredibly cheap, but actually we found out some really nice places. Um, so yeah, refuel as well as rehydrate. Refuel and <laughs> rehydrate. <laughs> um, yeah, I like... Will, where will you cycle through to get to Poland? We're planning... So we'll get cycle down to Newcastle, get the ferry from Newcastle to Amsterdam, mm. and then go from... Amsterdam, maybe take two days to get to Berlin. Yeah. And then two days from Berlin to Warsaw. Maybe a little bit longer. Maybe yeah. three, th- two or three days between. Yeah, that'll be good. That's the plan. But not really sure where we're going to stop. That'll come, I think, after we've done North Coast 500. We're going to have a real good look at the map and like see what is actually achievable in a day. And then... Gauge your roots. Yeah. yeah. When, when are you doing this? June. June. The End Poland June. one, Poland and the North June. Coast 500 is when April, and you've not trained seven weeks. <laughs> seven weeks to train. Yeah, I was saying to my wife that I wanted to at least get 100 k's three days in a row, mm. yeah. and then do 150 k's three days in a row. If I can do that in a two week window, like do that one week and then the next, I'll have just about confidence. Yeah, I think for me, like if I have in my brain, mm. I know I can do it. Then like. Not the best cyclist, but I think I have a very high ability to endure discomfort. A threshold. Yeah. I think as well, like, I know from other stuff, you don't need to do, to to prove to yourself that you can do a ride of 250k, you don't need to do 250k. It's more about just, because you can do it. If you're going to go and do it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. But building up that endurance for... Or day after day, so that's a good shout too. 100k a day, three days in a row is a good. Yeah, that's probably the best. 
training. Yeah. Do you do much on like a watt bike or anything? Or is it all just outside? I've got a turbo. I did a lot last winter because I was training for racing, but I haven't done much this winter. Just I love the watt bike. Do you? I've always wanted to get one just yeah. to have like in the flat just to tick over on. Because that's what we did all our, well, I did all my cardio sessions on. Ah, right. Because my knees were gubbed, so I was yeah. on a watt bike doing sprint sessions. Nice. What, I've never been on a watt bike. It's just you choose the resistance, you choose yeah. the wattage in it. You choose the resistance, there's like a wee twiddly gauge down there. Yeah. Um, but it's more realistic to a bike than those shit ones you get in a gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I say I enjoy it. They are hard. Yeah. But they're good. Do you do? Did you ever do like a max VO2 threshold sort of thing? Is that was that a twenty minute thing, or was that? Yeah, that'll be a functional threshold. I'm not sure how long the VO2 lasts. I think it's pretty much like just until you max out. No, I've not done a VO2 max. Um, I think I've done the other one when I'd stopped playing. Yeah, but all our stuff was like ten minute, ten second sprint, and then you stop for the rest it's of the explosive, minute. Explosive, is it? Yeah, a lot of plyometrics <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you just take the rest, rest off, chill. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. easy. Drink coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Any last hints and tips for us before we before just we leave? Just enjoy it. You'll have a blast. <laughs> just enjoy. Yes, you just got to enjoy it. Take in the scenery. Don't think about the mileage. Enjoy the experience and look after each other. Knock on each other's doors during the night. Make sure you're sleeping well. <laughs> and then run away. <laughs> and finally, the last thing I'll say for the people that don't believe in cycling... The cynics and the skeptics. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry you can't dream big. And I'm sorry you don't believe in miracles. But this is one hell of a race. This is a great sporting event. And you should stand around and believe. You should believe in these athletes. And you should believe in these people. And uh, I'm a fan of the Tour de France for as long as I live. And they're no secrets. This is a hard sporting event. And hard work wins it. So, um, vive la tour. Forever. Thank you. He's good, isn't he? He's a great guy. He's a, uh, uh, just a very kind of humble guy, light-hearted, but also you can kind of tell that underneath it, he does also still have a bit of the competitor, you know, the like uh, killer instinct. For sure. Of a, of a, uh, I mean, I guess a former pro athlete, right? Without uh, a doubt. And he's an absolutely phenomenal lick, beautiful man. <laughs> hey, do you know what I like about him? Like I said, he's w well mannered, but also he's one of those guys that doesn't mind smiling, and I think that's a great test of character when a person will laugh out loud. Yeah, and yeah, you can, I guess it's, we've, we've talked about that before, haven't we? Like pro athletes, maybe more so male pro athletes, can be a little bit like one dimensional, a little bit like I compete, I train, and that's me. And it doesn't leave a lot of room for just like a bit of fun. Paddy can obviously laugh at himself as well. And I guess a great testament to why he's got an absolute belter of a business in yeah. Power Press Coffee. Go and check them out. So yeah, go and check out at Power Press Coffee. That's Paddy's Instagram handle. Or have a look on his website, powerpresscoffee.com. Whilst you're tic-tacking away on that keyboard, go and have a look at anti.coffee. That's our website. Not too much on there at the moment, but you can find yourself a nice drip pizza t-shirt 
Drip Pizza is a spin-off show that we do with some of our guests where we invite them for a pizza and drip coffee. And we're currently just recording all those, so we're just gonna drop like 10 episodes all at once at some point, aren't we, I guess? Day. <laughs> yeah. So get the merch before it's sold out. It'll sell out as soon as we drop the episode, so you yeah. might as well get in there now. I think they're only like 20 bucks. Bargain. Uh, yeah, and thanks very much for Paddy coming on. Uh, we see him every week when he picks his coffee up, right enough, but uh, it's always good to get a bit of quality time and a bit more of a, a long chat with him about everything he's doing. So, hope you enjoyed. You can obviously get in touch with us on Instagram at anticoffee.anticoffee, by email on podcast at anti.coffee. Uh, and listen, if you see us out on a ride, see if you can hold our wheel, my man. Oh, or touch. my women. Village sign. <laughs> Here we go. See you later, dreamers. Dreamers. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Was that your auntie? Anybody want coffee? I'm making coffee. Was that your auntie? I'm making myself a cup of coffee. Anybody want? Joy for cycling fans globally. What an effort that was. I'm having a cup of coffee. I absolutely love that. <laughs> Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card.